Hello and welcome to FII for your interest. In this episode I'll be explaining about what is Arctic Council and why is it so important for India. Recently India got re-elected as an observer and we'll also be looking at how it affects India's long-term interest. Now, last week there was an important meeting that took place at Rovaniemi, Finland. No, Rovaniemi is not the capital of Finland. Helsinki is. Well, this was the 11th Arctic Council ministerial meeting where India was re-elected as an observer to the Arctic Council. I must tell you that India was first granted the observer status in the year 2013. Okay, now let's briefly talk about the Arctic Council. So the Arctic Council calls itself the leading intergovernmental forum for discussing and addressing issues concerning the Arctic region including scientific research and peaceful and sustainable use of resources in the region. It is also a forum for promoting cooperation, coordination and interaction among the Arctic states, Arctic indigenous communities and other Arctic inhabitants on the common Arctic issues. in particular on issues of sustainable development and environmental protection in the arctic since india has been re-elected as an observer state let's see who else do we start with in the observer pool and later about the permanent members now there are 13 non arctic states that have been approved as observers to the arctic council starting with france germany italy japan the netherlands china poland india of course korea singapore spain switzerland and finally the united kingdom okay now what exactly is the arctic council all about see the arctic council was founded on the initiative of the government of finland in september 1989 where officials from the eight arctic countries met again in Rovaniemi Finland to discuss cooperative measures to protect the arctic environment it is important to know that it is not like the european union or let's say the asian bloc which has got a legal backing behind it it is not even a treaty and which is why often gets the name of an informal group now this initiative by the government of finland resulted in numerous technical and scientific reports being prepared culminating in the arctic environmental protection strategy june 1991 it is a declaration on the protection of the arctic environment now through this cooperation the arctic council formed with the signing of the ottawa declaration on 19th of september 1996 in ottawa which is by the way in canada it is very imperative to know the focus area of the arctic council and the main focus area of the arctic council are broadly classified into four groups the environment and climate change biodiversity oceans and most importantly the indigenous arctic people now what about the permanent member countries of this council to start with we have canada denmark uh, yeah now if you look at the world map denmark lies to the south of the arctic circle and is quite far as compared to the permanent members but here's the catch since greenland is the part of the kingdom of denmark it lies in close proximity to the arctic region 
then we have finland iceland norway russia the usa yes like denmark us2 is a part of the arctic council because a part of its territory lies in the arctic region which is alaska he is an interesting fact russia controlled most of the area that is now alaska from the late 1700s until 1867 when it was purchased by us for 7.2 million dollars or about like 2 cents an acre well that's a separate episode having said that the headquarters of the arctic council lies in the northern part of norway in the city of tromso the chairmanship of the council changes every few years and currently the council is chaired by iceland and will chair it till the end of 2021 okay listeners here's the interesting part let's dissect the role of arctic council in present time see on paper when it was formed it had environmental issues and sustainable development in its mandate but we know now from the last few meetings of the council that they discuss geopolitical and security issues as well and they do it even when it's not mentioned in their mandate now there are a lot of countries whose ambition lie in the geopolitics of arctic region why so because because they all want to extract the resources from there another thing to notice here is the rise of global average temperature and due to this phenomenon the ice in this region is melting unusually it is obvious that this should be a alarming situation for all the countries and especially alarming situation for countries like maldives and seychelles but surprisingly the major countries around the arctic circle believe it's an amazing opportunity yes yes they believe that when the ice melts further which is happening as you listen to this it will open up blocked trade routes in the arctic ocean let's say if the uk had to export to japan for instance now what's the current waterway route uk ships had to sail through the suez canal then travel all the way to the indian ocean and then take a turn to finally reach japan but once there's no optical obstacle in the arctic ocean and the because of the ice melting uk would have to just sail through it to reach east asia it is also evident that once a trade route is established here there'll be more and more carbon emissions and it will further melt the chunks of ice in the arctic region and finally we will experience a global rise in sea levels which will eat up a significant amount of landmass causing trouble to a lot of island nations today the greenland and antarctic ice sheets contain 99% of earth's fresh water if all the arctic sheets were to melt average sea level would rise approximately to 200 feet which is roughly uh, 60 meter but this won't happen in your lifetime but knowing how fast an event like this can occur based on how fast ice has melted in the past it is critical to preparing for the sea level rise already accompanying earth's currently warming temperatures but who cares for all that profit are the real deal here countries are wanting to exploit this largely re- untapped region fishing and energy top the list with japan the us china russia and the european union already moving towards regulating the dynamics between the players is shaping up into a power struggle 
that reflects other events far from the Arctic. In a speech on May 6, during the ministerial meeting of the Arctic Council, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo stressed the need to prevent the Arctic Ocean from becoming a new South China Sea. So, as the sea ice of the Arctic Ocean shrinks, it has become easier to extract and transport resources from the region. In areas not already regulated by countries' exclusive economic zones, international treaties like uh, the Fishing Treaty, pending approval now, will be needed to coordinate and regulate interests, not the least of which concerns energy. According to the US Geological Survey, the estimated oil and natural gas reserves in the ocean amount for 13% and 30% respectively of the world's total. Russia is already developing oil and gas fields in Western Siberia, even after Western oil majors withdrew over the Ukrainian issue. A liquefied natural gas plant is set up by China and it's, it's acquiring 20% stake in the project in the Jamal Peninsula. The US too is aggressively drilling for gas in the state of Alaska which borders the area. The state-affiliated Alaska Gas Line Development Corporation is already planning to build a 1,300-kilometer pipeline to move the LNG. Meanwhile, China unveiled its Arctic Development Initiative in 2018. Dubbed as the Polar Silk Road, the plan is to link it to the Belt and Road Initiative. The country has also accelerated investment in Greenland. Okay, now this was the world. Now let's see what's in it for India. So India's interests lie in two major areas, science and exploration and energy resources. So India is one of the very few countries to set up a permanent station in the Arctic for the purpose of scientific research. The station named Himadri has been used extensively to carry out a variety of biological, glaciological, atmospheric and climate science research projects over the decade. Since Russia is a permanent member of the Council, ONGC Videsh Limited, the international exploration arm of India's biggest state-owned explorer ONGC, and Russia's biggest oil and gas producer Rosneft, have signed a deal to jointly explore hydrocarbon opportunities in the Arctic. Now knowing that there is an ample amount of energy resources in the Arctic, one might wonder why would observer countries like India get projects from the permanent members like the US? Well, there is a simple answer to that. Labour. Since developed economies have an interest in the region, they on the other hand also know the difficulty in extracting resources. A lot of capital and labour is required for hitting the Arctic jackpot as it is still around huge chunks of ice. To sum up, I would say it is very much possible for India to also work with the US in the future for exploring and extracting the Arctic as there lies a sea of resources and billions of dollars. Also, in the long run, it would harm the environment and the biodiversity of the region and it would be a grave situation for all the countries surrounding it.
So that's all. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to FII for your interest. Have a healthy day and make good choices.